Hey everyone, welcome to the Broken Headphones Podcast on 101.5 UMFM. Uh, my name is Osani Balkran, aka The OB, and I'm one of your hosts. And today we're here with uh, Sapphire McLeod, uh, a poet and one of our guest instructors for today, and who is also very uh, involved with Take Home Winnipeg BIPOC uh, Center. How's it going, uh, Sapphire? It's going so good. I'm blessed to be here. It's nice to see all of your faces. Um, and I'm excited to be able to talk more about um, Take Home. We call it Take Home for short. In the fullness of its name, it is Take Home BIPOC Art House. Um, yeah, I'm excited to answer all your questions and to let y'all know what we have going on there right now. All right. Hi, Sapphire. So on the Carfax Manitoba page, one of the first things you read is about how there was a need for these BIPOC-centered visual spaces. And I feel like not everyone will understand that need. So I kind of want to ask you, why do we need these BIPOC-centered visual art spaces? That's a great question. I feel like um, Take Home was born, yeah, Take Home was definitely born out of the need for BIPOC artists. And I'll just explain what that um, acronym means because I feel like it's fairly new. So like BIPOC is Black, Indigenous people, well, Black, Indigenous and people of colors. I feel like folks needed a space to be able to like come to like work on their practice, to gather with each other free of like the institutional harms, free of the institutionalized like pressures that come with being BIPOC, um, specifically within the art scene. What I like about Take Home, or like the need that we feel specifically is a need for physical space. I feel like in the hearing of like stories of like I'm different artists and different friends, um, hearing about like the struggle of finding equipment, of getting paid or not getting paid or not being paid enough or being dropped from a venue unexpectedly or having to shuffle venues or all this and all that. There was like this uniform need across the board for a physical space to like present your art and to create your art, uh, especially for emerging um, artists of color. And so when the space became available um, I want to thank Divya Mera for like um, steering conversations with Carfax Manitoba about making sure that this space was used to benefit BIPOC artists in the city. I'm glad that Take Home got to inherit that space um, and that it is what it is today. But basically that need comes from, for me, in creating like safety and trust and value, like actually valuing um, BIPOC artists in the city and being able to like do that within like the safety of uh, our four walls. So, uh, who's like, like, who do you think the audience is for this art um, to be to be seen? I feel like, hmm, I like this question a lot. I feel like two things. the The thought that was lingering in my mind from Mercy's question is like, even though the safety exists in these four walls that is take home, um, we want to create something that goes beyond the space. We want to create something that can be felt within the entirety of like the city and create a safety that, that, that permeates, that may, that you can like source or like, trace back, or it doesn't even need to be traced back to the space, 
but because it exists in the space, it exists in Winnipeg and have it like usher in like a new era or a new norm or a new standard of what safety looks like for BIPOC folks. Um, that being said, I feel like the audience for the art, um, for me primarily, I feel like everything that Takeum does um, centers BIPOC community. Like you're valued as being a person. Like I say community, I, I say that the audience is like BIPOC community and not BIPOC artists because you're valued beyond the making of your art. You're valued as a person, as an individual, as who you are in the entirety of who you are. Um, so you don't check artists and then come through the door um, and park your community, your community status or your sister status or your mother status or your elder status at the door. Like the entirety of you comes with you into the space. Um, when you enter Take Home, I feel like the viewer of the art or the the primary audience to me has to be BIPOC. It's, it's meant for everybody, don't get me wrong. Everyone can benefit from viewing the art, from uh, interpreting the works um, by being fed by um, what our artists have created. But I feel like primarily it's for BIPOC because BIPOC, our community historically has been pushed out of certain spaces when it comes to viewing art. Our community is behind, not because of a lack of innovation or a lack of creativity, but because of like systemic oppression, like systemic distancing of like, oh, do you want to go to art school? Like, but if you go to art school, will you get paid? Like, I don't know if you'll be able to sustain yourself. So like, if you're if you're new to the country or um, are the, the child of an immigrant or someone who's had to start over, does, does this seem like a viable career path? Will you be able to sustain yourself? Will your sacrifices be worth it? That's kind of like a trend within like different uh, BIPOC communities that have kind of like kept folks from the space. And then there's like the historical institutional racism when you do enter certain art spaces, um, whether it's the presence of uh, security or um, it's just not like your community isn't understood, so your community isn't invited or reached out to. Whatever the case may be, I feel like when it comes to having a, a seat at the table, I feel that um, BIPOC communities have been underserved or withheld from being served in terms of the arts or when, when serving or, or like finally getting a spot there, then our presence is erased. Like it, it's hard. I'm so glad that I exist in like 2020, 2021, where I can think of BIPOC artists, especially like in the city. Like, oh, I'm so excited to exist right now in Winnipeg. I'm so glad to be surrounded by artists like Chukudu Bam or Akene Maduka or um, activists like Mahalik Cuff or musicians like Anthony OKS or like the Lytics or whatever. Like, there's so much talent in this city. Um, there's so much BIPOC talent, and I feel like it, it, it's made operating Take Home that much more of a dream because there is community there. there there's artists ready <laughs> to present. There's artists ready to grow. There's artists who are ready to like build relationships with each other, but we haven't had the space to do so. And so now it's cool being able to like have a physical space to do those things. Um, who is this space for? Like, Who is the audience? The audience is everybody. Whether you're a settler, whether you're of European descent, regardless of wherever in the world you come from, I know that you'll be fed and impacted by this art because I know who our artists are and I have faith in their in their works and like it speaks for themselves.
how do you reach out to people to let them know you're there as a resource? It's a great question. I feel like from its inception, from its inception, um, take home has been has had the mind and has had the heart to be community oriented. We really wanted to not be <laughs> an institution, and so we were thinking about how do we how do we make it so that we're centered in community, not by like word alone or mandate alone. How do we really tangibly make this felt? And so what we did is upon our inception, once we had the space, um, some grants that came through to be able to like fund artists. Uh, what we did is we held a community consultation. Um, in this community consultation, um, we talked to uh, multiple artists from like different at different stages in their career, in different mediums, in different practices, with like multiple hats. I feel like one of the really cool things about like the the artist community, especially in Winnipeg, is everyone wears different hats. So it's like you have a artist by day, accountant by night. <laughs> Or or lawyer by day, <laughs> writer by night, and it, it's just it's so cool because we we have like a room full of like such diverse talents and such diverse uh, mediums at like various stages in their in their careers, telling us what it is that they needed or what they what it is that they desired from a space. When we're talking about how do we let folks know that this is that the space is available, it was nice to be able to reach out to the folks who are already on the ground. I feel like sometimes when you hear words like inclusion or diversity or buzzwords like that, to me there there can be like a tokenizing nature um, to words like that, where instead of being there from its inception or valued from the inception of this place, you have to be invited in or included afterwards. And we wanted to do that differently at Take Home. So like from even thinking about you from the inception, by thinking about BIPOC folks and the safety of BIPOC folks and the needs of BIPOC folks and the wants. So like I feel like my, one of my favorite parts about uh, being at Take Home is that I can focus on more than like what it is that you need. Like creating space for like, what is it that you want? And you can actually have it. Say say the word, <laughs> say the word. And it's been so cool like actually being able to talk with artists, be like, oh, this is what you want? Okay, we got you. And being able to bring that into a space. Um, bringing it beyond the needs because like we exist for community and we have the pleasure of serving community but community is not helpless <laughs> community is not helpless community isn't dependent on us and I feel like it creates like this sovereignty not just for the space but for the artists within it you don't have to give up or demean any parts of yourself to enter take home. Um, and I feel like having those thoughts be culminated, shared and refined through like discussions with folks have really made it like an open space and a safe space. Right now we have a show up called um, Embodied. That show is curated by a group of amazing black folks in the city. So that show's up right now. Uh, and every time that people come in to see it, they're like, blown away. Like, there's always a feeling of, like, wow, this feels like home. Or, you know, I feel really safe right now. Or, wow, I feel really relaxed. Or sometimes they'll get tears. Like, it's just, like, a really joyful moment. It's a very joyful experience for everybody, regardless of, like, their color, creed, or nationality um, when they come into the space. And it's been it's been so cool to have that feedback because it means that we did it or that we're continuing to do it. Because <laughs> not one stop done and out. It's like the, the continuing or the continual crafting of safety in the space. So I'm glad that that's been like felt by everyone who's entered the space.
I'm curious to know, uh, the people who are having their work showcased at your uh, house that is open, how exactly have, what have they done to get it there? What has been the process? Okay, so I'm gonna answer this question in twofold. So when Take Home was started, one of the one of the initial ideas was so boom, we've we've been gifted, not gifted, because we pay for the spot. We we have a space. We have a physical space that we can exist in and we can tell that this has been so needed for for BIPOC folks. And like now that we have this space, how can we make it uh, how can we structure this in a way that as many folks as possible can benefit from this space. So one of the ideas that we had off the jump was um, creating a section of the gallery that was specifically for the display or the ex exhibitioning of black artists. That section of the space needed to be curated and stared and like owned by and run and operated specifically by black people. And so what we did, we reached out to four folks I reached out to like a number of folks and the the committee right now is made up of four. That's Akene Maduka, Mahalik Cuff, J.S. Simone Rutgers, and Kayla Fernandez. All of them are brilliant artists, brilliant writers. All of them are hella community-minded. And they're the folks who have put up our first show. That group is called Kinfolk. And the show that is up or the show that they've curated is called Embodied. So what they did for the artists that were selected for this show was look at um, emerging Black artists in the city. We like scoured through like our networks. We scoured through the ground. We scrolled. We like we, we hunted and searched and <laughs> compiled like a short list of folks that we wanted to reach out to. Those folks included Glody Bahati, who's up right now, and Bria Fernandez, who is also up right now in the space. What's cool about that process was that process was de decided and determined by the Kinfo Committee. I feel like Take Home is really big on autonomy, kin uh, Kinfolk. Um, Take Home is really big on sovereignty, and so like making sure that for BIPOC folks in the space, you're given the agency to do things as constructively as you feel. So we didn't determine how they how they got to choose their artists. They self-determined how, how to go about that process. And it led to this amazing show that's up. We're showing the works of two phenomenal Black women whose works are really moving people. Yeah, it's an honor to be able to show both of these incredible artists. If you have a chance, we actually extended the show because the reception was so well received. So we're open for another Saturday and folks can um, view the show by booking an appointment, by sending us an email at takehomemb at gmail.com or by uh, giving us a, a shout in the DMs on our Instagram and that's at takehomemb on Instagram. This is uh, Take Home Winnipeg's pretty new organization it just kind of started this year correct yeah yeah um where do you see it going in like what's the bigger picture in say 20 years <laughs> oh 20 years I thought, I thought i thought it was gonna be like five years or 10 years or something okay i like this question a lot um yeah let's take home I feel like, and we've had discussions, like, there's a team of four. So take home, the take home team is uh, 
myself, um, Hassan Ashraf, Annie Beach, and Brendan Galley, all hella amazing folks. I am so blessed to be working with each of them. All of us are so community-minded and so adamant about having people come first that it's made operating this project such a dream. Like you said, we are hella new. <laughs> I feel like we're, we were October 2020. I got hired on like December 2020. And then we started visualizing and dreaming and actualizing the spaces currently since since then, since even before I came about. Yeah, I feel like the dream is not even just for Take Home to exist in 20 years. I don't think that needs to be the case. I feel like the dream is for Take Home to launch so many other initiatives, so many other artists. I feel like Take Home exists, yes, for BIPOC folks, but also to create like not a blueprint necessarily, or not just a blueprint, but like a guide or a template that you can use in creating your own thing. So if you wanted to do like a BIPOC film initiative, boom, then you have the space to like meet in in, in the take home space or to show films in the take home space or to gather or to meet and that you can have that free of charge. Like we, we really try to exist as like barrier free as possible or like as low barrier as we possibly can or try to be as accessible as we possibly can. And so like the dream is really to see more and more spaces like us pop up. The dream is to see the institutions that surround us elevate how they value, how they show care and um, how they translate the intentionality of their safety and of their inclusion or diversity when dealing with BIPOC folks. I, I think the dream is for like take home to create an era of thriving <laughs> for um for BIPOC folks, for BIPOC artists, for BIPOC community. Yeah, and the safety that exists, I just wanna I just wanna see it be used to the max. I don't think take home needs to exist in twenty years because these ideas are beyond us and they aren't limited to take home. These ideas can be implemented by anybody at any time. We did it in like less than six months. Like so institutions who have existed for twenty years have the ability to to pivot and do the same. That's for me personally, that's what I want take home to be. A launch pad for anybody um, to do what it is that they want to do and the safety that exists in the space. Thank you for that question. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Broken Headphones on UMFM. You can catch us Wednesdays at 3 p.m. We've been talking to Sapphire and McLeod of Take Home BIPOC Arts House. And you can also find Broken Headphones podcast on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. See ya.